0: This is exactly right.
1: Hey, everybody, welcome to a bonus episode of I Saw What You Did. My name is Millie, the I'm Daniel Henderson. Uh, and yeah, we are uh, <laughs> bonusing, we're doing extra
0: for you. Okay. We just have a lot to say and a lot to answer. We do.
1: Um, we actually have some great emails
0: and some voicemails. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I I think we should just jump right in. Let's go. They're not here to hear about our lives. They get that in the main, main feed dips. Yeah. Let's go then. This is about you. This is about you guys. And our first <laughs> email subject is matching pod merch, an FMK, and a partridge in a pear tree. Greeting, comfort creatures. I say comfort creatures endearingly because I always seek out your podcast as a source of comfort for myself, whether that be as a distraction from anxiety, occasional depression spells, or simply because listening to you guys is like catching up with my two favorite besties or aunties. I've been a huge fan of your friendship and content since day one, currently on my third run through all of your episodes. I am, girl. I know. I haven't even done that. <laughs> I wanted to quickly say I've had a rough year, I'll spare you the details, so I feel it extra hard relating to your mutual feelings on end-of-the-year holiday blues. I got my boyfriend, Hey Bert, into your podcast as well. And a major source of happiness for us has been sharing the love of ISWYD with each other. So much so, we unknowingly got each other the Give Me the B of the D crewneck sweater for Christmas. Mm. We love it. Seriously, it's super soft and comfy. Anyway, I love you queens and all the movies you talk about, even if I haven't seen them yet. Love the kickback vibe of the bonus episodes as well. I'll sign off with an FMK that could be entertaining. Love always, Anna, she, her. And if it's Anna, I apologize, but I'll say Anna, she, her. That is such a nice email. You guys, gift you gift of the Magi, you're uh, Well, not really, because gift of the Magi would be like, you got me a sweater and I got you a brush <laughs> and you cut your hair and I... Got some kind of sweat gland treatment where I don't need anything anymore, so it's not gift to the Magi. It's just lovely, similar gifts indicating that you should totally be together.
1: And also, not to toot our own horns, I do have our sweatshirt, our, yeah. which I kept calling a crew neck sweater. Every si- <laughs> at the end of every single episode, I kept saying crew neck sweater, and we, I always had to to edit it out. I was like, I could not get my brain around crew neck sweatshirt. But anyway, I have one.
0: It's very soft. And
1: it is so soft and comfortable, I have to say.
0: Yeah. If you haven't gotten one, you're missing out. Yeah, I hope Especially... you're freezing. I hope you're <laughs>
1: fucking freezing. <laughs> I'm
0: just kidding. That's a great marketing tool. It's just threats and <laughs> cursing. <laughs> We're going to curse you with fucking cold if you don't buy our god damn sweatshirt. <laughs> hope you're freezing for the rest. Hope you never get warm. I hope your hands are freezing so trembling to the point where you can't even write or sign your name on anything.
1: I hope you're the naked guy in the snow in that Tarantino movie The Hateful Eight because you didn't buy our fucking crew sweatshirt.
0: I hope you're cold like Jack Torrance at the <laughs> end of... <laughs> I hope you feel like you're just sitting in a block of ice in a maze. Anyway, you should buy one; they're nice. Thank you, Anna. <laughs> and this FMK is pretty great. Gotta say, mm, uh, of course, FMK Stoner Edition. Seth Rogen from literally any movie. Rory Cochran Slater from Days and Confused, and Snoop Dogg, Scavenger Smoker from half Bake. Have baked. me. Put an emphasis on that D.
1: Do you know what's your what, what's your plan here? Do you want to give us a little preview? You don't know yet?
0: I kind of know, but I think you should go first.
1: Okay. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> oh God. This is gonna be um. All right, I'm going this way. Here we go. I am going to
0: fuck Snoop Dogg. Lyrical. I don't necessarily <laughs> want to. But sometimes you have to answer based on the other two. Here's what I'm thinking. I say it's a it's
1: a night. Maybe we don't go all the way. It's, all maybe right. it's just a lot of like, like kisses and smooches or something. I maybe we don't go all the way. Because I really don't think I could with with Snoop. I just feel like he's now he's transcended to this like cultural icon status that he just yeah. feels like. Uh, not a person anymore, or something. I don't know. It just he's he's representative of 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 weed smoking people all over the world. So I guess just to hang out with him for a night would be super fun. I would definitely marry Roy Corcoran Slater from Days of Confused because he seems like a long term partner. He seemed to me generally based on the rest of the people on this list, and so maybe I could marry that guy. And then we're killing Seth Rogen because. Come on, do I really need to iron it out? Yes, you do, because <laughs> he's just too mm, everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> he's in all things. He's in. He's. Uh, he's in all things. You know that he lived down the street from me when yeah. I lived in West Hollywood. Did you know that? I never yeah. saw him, but. I just he went. Like, oh, he he went to
0: there. the the place that we did um, pottery. He went there. That's how he started his obsession with pottery.
1: Yeah, At weed pottery. I think now he does weed yeah. pottery. Um, mm. I know that was an eye roll. Okay, but anyway, that's kind of how. That's 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 my take. What about you?
0: I am. Wow, <laughs> this is another FMK where I'm like, I don't know how I'm going to feel about myself after this. Mm. But here we go. I am going to fuck Seth Rogen. Uh, uh (laughs) I think that is the maximum amount of time I could probably spend with him. Mm.
1: Mm -hmm. Mm
0: -hmm. Not for any particular reason, just because, you know, we have different lives. We're into different things. I am not obsessed with marijuana. I don't smoke marijuana. Mm. I don't care about it. And so I think that... We just have different lives, so I can, I can. But he's cute, very cute. I like his laugh. Okay. I think I'll fuck him. Okay. I'm gonna marry Snoop Dogg. <laughs> Why? He is because of exactly what he's an icon. Yes. So he's never home. He's. I should have gone. Should have known. And if he is home, he's high to the point of catatonic. Yeah. So I can carry out with my shit. He can be Snoop Dogg. He's funny. Yeah, I think he's very sweet. It's yeah. a marriage I can handle because when he's around, he's either high or just being nice. Yeah, or he's gone. Yes, very important. Very and important for you. I'm gonna kill Rory Cochran primarily because that kind of '70s misogynist dude is just not my thing. And I know it was a character. I know, but this is all. This is the, these are the parameters we've been given to go on. So this is what I'm going on. I just can't hang out with that guy who's like, I'm going to be with my boys, and you're a drag, and blah, blah, blah. Like, I just, I can't with that. So, yeah, he's going to go. But I do I, like the long hair, and I do like the look, but he's got to yeah. go otherwise.
1: I Now that I'm thinking about it, his character seemed, his character seemed to be almost kind of sexless. Yeah. You know, because he was such a stoner, mm-hmm. that he kind of, in the high in in that kind of high school hierarchy, he was kind of like a stoner, and that's it. Like, and right. so maybe that's where his like attitudes towards some of the women in his class came from. I think he literally just called them prudes, and I'd have to watch. I've seen this movie a bunch. Yeah. I haven't seen it in a while. Which is annoying. But he, like I said, he did give like a very rousing speech about Martha Washington having yeah. a big fat bowl waiting for George when he got home. I was like, okay, well, he at least recognizes the role of the woman in that historical marriage. But yeah,
0: you're right. Yeah. But still in a servile position. And, you know, I think it's, let's just say, let's just say what it is. He was the proto-type, he was the proto-incel.
1: Oh, my God. I literally was going to dance that in front of you, but then I walked yeah. it back because no. I was like, do I really think
0: that maybe? I do. Let's write okay. an essay about it. He was the proto-incel. Oh, my this, this God. This is the essay. This, this whole conversation is the essay. We don't have to actually write it down. <laughs>
1: but he also, it's so hard for me because incels are so terrible that I'm like, do I really think he's like that? Because he seemed happy and joyous, on a lot of occasions. He wasn't like a- stewing in his anger about not yeah. getting laid.
0: No. But-, but a little too close to the bone. Look, you're going to marry him. I'm going to kill him. That's how it shook out.
1: There's probably a lot of insults in that movie, though, now that I'm thinking about it. Yeah. That, uh, that Adam, is this Adam Goldberg? Is that the guy, mm-hmm. the like kind of keyed up guy that needs to beat up uh, the Nicky Cat character at the moon tower? <laughs> he, seemed a li- seen this- he seemed a little bit on the incel spectrum, maybe. Who knows? I,
0: I will say that I have never loved this movie as much as most people love this movie, so I've only seen it about twice in my life. Oh, my God. But, you're, yeah.
1: You're talking to an A1 from day one, babe. Like <laughs> I, this, this movie, like, was my shit when it came out. So, but yeah, I, listen, I, I respect the list. I totally understand why you came to that conclusion, and what a great Anna, FMK!
0: That was a great FMK. Thank you. I hope your year is better.
1: Okay, this is <laughs> this is good. Uh, this comes from Natalie. Uh, the title of it is "Who Have I Been Emailing?" Hi, ladies. As I was going to type, what would be my third email to y'all? I thought the email address looked odd, so I went to your Facebook page to double check, and now I think I have been sending emails to a saw podcast damn it they were good emails too, Natalie <laughs> do you host a saw podcast Danielle and I don't know it
0: is I that absolutely do not my grandma might in her spare time but I don't <laughs> that is fucking hilarious <laughs> I want to know also just check your sent mail and see if they're still in there yeah and resend one or one of them what if the
1: podcast was not about Saw the movie, it was just about saws? The various yeah. types of saws.
0: She could have been emailing someone who was one of those saw um, musicians that I talked right. about in that that episode.
1: Maybe it's like a Nick Offerman woodworking <laughs> like <laughs> side podcast that he does where he's like, talking about all the saws that he uses to make his fucking boats
0: or whatever. J- Jigsaws do certain things. Circular saws. A saws Um, all? A saws all is a wonderful tool. I (laughs) would listen to that podcast. That's information I need to know.
1: Well, you can get those emails back and send it to us. Just forward them. That's all you
0: got to do. Hilarious, Natalie. And our email address is I saw what you did pod at gmail.com. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) This next email subject is is Library Confidentiality Policies and FMK. It's from Molly, who uses mm. she, her pronouns. Hi, ladies. I have often wanted to write to you about something more fun. And while listening to your 7 slash No Country for Old Men episode, I wanted to send a quick note. Libraries have extensive policies around user privacy. Maybe it was a bit different in 1995, but I can't imagine drastically so. After 9-11, libraries fought the federal government for patrons' right to privacy. She sent us links. Mm. Maybe in C7, there is an implication that this is a covert operation that the FBI and bootlicking librarians are involved in, hence why it can't be used for a warrant. The right to privacy is a huge deal in the library profession. Any writer who bothered to ask a librarian or visit the American Library Association website would know this. Maybe a male writer wouldn't consider consulting with a pink-collar professional. I have a theory that the best movies include a library scene. Once you start looking, they're in a surprising amount of movies. Love mm-hmm. you both so much. Watching movies was a pastime for my mom and I. Listening to your earnest and silly discussions brings back fond memories. Molly. Thank you, Molly. I really, I'm really, always glad for uh, an update that calms my nerves about who might be looking at us or not, but also just anything that is so emphatically supportive of librarians. They are amazing people. They are wonderful and um, have been a very a source of much joy in my life and growth in my life. So I always appreciate any kind of email that supports libraries and librarians. Uh, and this FMK is pretty great as well. I got to say, you're right. Once you start looking, there are libraries and a lot of movies.
1: Yeah, this is a great FMK. Do you want to tell the people what the...
0: Oh, I do, because I can't wait to hear your answers. FMK Library Professional Edition. Luke Wilson as Joe Bowers in Idiocracy. Rachel Weiss as Evelyn Carnahan in The Mummy. And Parker Posey as Mary in Party Girl.
1: Soup's easy for me. Go for it. All right. Definitely fucking Parker Posey Party Girl. The name says it all. She's a party girl. Oh God. We would Excellent. have so much fun. So much fun. Designer clothes, the whole thing. It would be a blast. And then I think quite obviously marrying Luke Wilson from Idiocracy. Um, because I have had a crush on Luke Wilson since bottle rocket. That sorry, just I know. I just I'm just have always thought he was so cute. And Funny and kind of weird. Sometimes he's, a little he's weird cute in
0: real life too. Oh,
1: how do you know that? Did you like <laughs> hang out with him or something? No, <laughs> I'm sure you did. Right? You were like at a bar and you're you're like the best person in the bar, and he was kind of sitting there, and you were like, "You make out with me,"
0: and he did it, and he did it, and I was like, "Fuck you!" No, and then you I dated was, for uh, five years and. <gasps> <laughs> <laughs> on the down low, secretly, secretly. <laughs> I was in New York City. Uh, I was living in New York City and I was walking around one night. I'd left like a, like a bookstore or something. I was just walking around in the village and um, going towards my subway. And we were on a street corner together. He kind of walked up and we were just standing waiting for the light. And he checked me out. And I just looked at him and I said, oh, hi. And then oh. I kept on a walkin'.
1: Mommy cool. Oh, my God. But I'm so
0: jealous. He's very, very cute in real life. He was when he had kind of longish hair, which I oh, prefer. Oh, you love
1: that. Yeah, you love that. So. How, what's the, is he tall?
0: What's yeah, going he was, on? Yeah, he was taller than I thought he would be. So a couple inches shorter than me, but he was pretty tall.
1: For some reason, I thought all the Wilson brothers were super tall, and I don't know if it's because I just saw Iron Claw or something, and I'm <laughs> like, I don't know, brothers from Texas are all,
0: like, huge. Not always the case. Yeah. Now let's look it up. Let's see how tall he actually is. Look, we, 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 have, we have time for that, right? Since we no. started 50. This minutes is our late. <laughs>
1: podcast. We can do
0: literally whatever the fuck <laughs> we want. Oh yeah, he's like he's like 5'10, 5'11. So.
1: Oh, that's good. Yeah. That's taller than me. That's all I can that and, and to be honest, if he was shorter than me, let's get serious. I, I still rock with that big time.
0: In the era in the era of Kieran Culkin and Jeremy Allen White, people are going for a short king. Look. I don't have any.
1: <laughs> I got zero room to be judgy about anybody's anything. Oh, no. Okay. I love a short king. I love a tall king. I like a <laughs> standard American male height king.
0: I love Fuck an American
1: it. standard toilet king. I love an American standard poodle. <laughs> All of them.
0: <laughs> but also, more importantly, this means you're killing racial vice.
1: Duh. Like, yes, okay. No, no reason she's totally fine, but I just, I don't know. It's,
0: uh... <laughs> I'm, going the, I'm going, I'm going, I'm going to, I'm going to freak you the fuck out right now. I am going to fuck Rachel Vice.
1: Oh, good. I'm happy. She's,
0: she's the hottest of them. She's, the, she's okay. very smart. She's the smartest of them. And it would be a fun time. And she's beautiful. She's gorgeous. Beautiful. I'm going to marry Luke Wilson. Oh, no. And I am killing Parker Posey as Party Girl. I can't with that energy.
1: Okay. Okay.
0: I don't want that energy in my bed or in my home. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. It's,
1: it was a hard one, I have to say.
0: But thank you, Molly. That was a great combo. Yeah. That came out of that FMK. We learn a lot about each other in these. We We do. <laughs> Well, our next one is a voicemail. Ooh. Ooh. Hit that button.
1: Hello, Millie and Danielle. I want to know if you have any movies that make you cry that are not intended to be sad. Um, one of mine is The Duff, which makes me absolutely ball my eyes out every time. Uh, to me, it's a movie about the failure of female friendship and the traumas of being a teenage girl. And I always watch it when I need a good old cry, which I do not think is what Netflix intended. Thanks.
0: Aw, Susie. Again, all of our listeners sound so lovely. That Literally sounds so lovely. <laughs> I love this question. Movies that are unintentionally sad. I think the first thing that came to mind for me is Billy Elliot. Mm. Have you ever seen it? Yeah. I mean, I saw it when it
1: came out, but I haven't seen it since.
0: Oh, my God. The end of that movie, and I won't spoil it for anyone who hasn't seen it, but let's just say they leap forward in time, literally, maybe. And everything about these characters that you met as children and everything that they've been through and what they continue to go through. And then just seeing where they end up. Oh, it brings me to fucking tears every time.
1: hmm mm-hmm.
0: And I know it's not supposed to be sad, but I can't, it's like a happy cry because I'm just like, oh, Children overcoming the odds is always going to get me. Yeah. Always. Yeah. Anything else? Um, That was the first one that came to mind. I feel like... You know I watch a lot of dour shit, so most things <laughs> I watch are supposed to be making me cry. Yeah, sure. Uh, but yeah, I just... I don't know. I loved that one. I feel like um, nothing else really springs to mind immediately. But do you have any? Well, I'll just... I was
1: going through this list because I was like, okay, what are these movies have in common? Amelie, Princess Bride, Dirty Dancing, Untamed Heart. Ugh. I I think for me, this might this might be going down a road where y'all might know me too much, but I get really emotional with like romances, right? Like when there's like these keyed up moments of like a romantic film. And I think I get really emotional when I see like in the, the part of Dirty Dancing that always makes me cry is when Patrick Swayze comes into the final night at (laughs) Kellerman's with his leather jacket. He was told not to show up, but he came anyway because he had to tell Jerry Orbach that nobody puts Baby in a fucking corner. Oh God. Okay? And that, to me, was like, I don't know why I felt very happy about that. Like, I don't know. I just felt like, wow, here's a dude that's like telling some dad that he can't file his daughter away, that she needs to be on stage and be beautiful and luminous. And I was like, will somebody do that for me one time? That would be really nice. So
0: That kind of stuff. That's really sweet.
1: Also, like, the Princess Bride, like, the first, like, ten minutes of the Princess Bride, like, gets me. I don't know what the fuck is going on there, too, where it's, like, Carrie Elwes is like, as you wish. <laughs> I was like, as I wish. I would like to wish, and I would like a hot dude with a ponytail to be like, yes, I will wish. That makes you cry, wishes. though? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's just the, I think it's, like, Watching tenderness really makes me emotional.
0: oh, that's very sweet. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I like that
1: and i and I just think because I love tenderness, like I love when like when people are nice to each other and people are kind, yeah. or when like somebody loves somebody a lot. like these are like I mean, am I really like saying anything remarkable here? i, I yes, no, I love I it when people sweet. are nice. But, you know, in a movie, in the context of a film, I'm like, I don't know. Just really makes an impact on me. And, like, that's what, like, Amelie. It's like the whole fucking movie. I'm crying yeah. the entire time because I'm like, I don't know. I always feel for people who don't experience enough tenderness. And then yeah. when they do, it really affects me. So there's that.
0: Um, I think that's wonderful. I think that I I tend to cry most when people are beating the odds. yeah. That always gets me. I recently rewatched The Commitments, which I hadn't seen in a while. And I cry when they first get like that first song that they all sing together and it comes together. But also during that whole when they're doing Otis Redding's Try a Little Tenderness, like it just makes me cry out of pure happiness. Um, Yeah. It's not unintentionally sad, but I think that I know it's not supposed to make me cry and it does. So moments like that.
1: I know. I was also also on my list was The Wizard of Oz, which I think is pretty common. A lot of people cry during Wizard of Oz. Um, I always cry hearing Judy Garland sing Somewhere Over the Rainbow. Like It's so wistful and like, and oh my God, with like the dog, with Toto there. I mean, come on. Like, I think Judy Garland has one of the, most emotional voices I've ever heard in my life. For sure. Like, even when she sings, like, Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas in um, Meet Me in St. Louis, yeah. I don't know. She just, she knows. She knows how to get the waterworks going for people. She's got that tone. And you know what else? Speaking of songs, this is my last one. This has nothing to do with film. Sorry. But it does have something to do with 80s wrestling, which I know you like.
0: Grab them cakes.
1: The song "Girls Just Want to Have Fun" by Cyndi Lauper makes me cry really all the time. Oh yeah, and I don't know if it's because the of the the notes of the song. There, that has to be a thing, right? Where Aww. certain notes of songs, but the song itself, the lyrics are about women who don't get to experience joy.
0: Yeah. Oh, that's Hello. really sweet. Yeah. yeah. There's a definite theme here. There's a theme here, but it's very sweet.
1: Yeah. Ma- and maybe it's, like, again, a little bit too much about what's inside of my brain and my heart. But I'm like, that song ma- just makes me cry all the time. And then the video yeah. is so, like, the video also, too, like, when I was a kid, I used to get so... I used to get so emotional when they would have that party at the end of
0: the video. I know, because it's so many different types of, like, just watching them, like, rock back and forth in that line formation and then party. It's just, it was very, it's very sweet. And then
1: somebody delivers, like, 12 pizzas, and I'm like, yes, of course! (laughs) They've been dancing across town all fucking day! Bring those pizzas in here!
0: Captain Lou Albano gets his shit together at the end.
1: I know, and, like, and I don't want to say, like, look... In the, in the context of the video, maybe he was the one that wasn't allowing the girls to
0: Absolutely. have
1: fun. But she wrestled him a little bit and then he figured yeah. it out. So that's great.
0: I think that's a wonderful answer to this fucking question, which was so <laughs> great. Very in-depth, very thorough. I yes. loved it. Thank you so much for sending this question, Susie.
1: Oh, boy. Okay, so um, the next one we have... Uh, So the next one is from uh, somebody who uh, did not include a name, but I'm going to read it anyway. It's called Stank Day Realness. Dear friends, even though we've never met, I started listening to your newest episode, Just Be Stank, and had to pause to write you both in gratitude. It was so satisfying to hear validation about a situation I know so well. I cannot tell you the number of breakdowns I've had in the last few months when I realized how stagnant my life has been and how I was in the same shitty place this time last year. I do have a job, but I'm overqualified and underpaid and full of hate. I have been trying desperately to find a new job, and I understand the depression manic applying cycle Millie was talking about so well. I also had those days of rage when it seemed like everyone in my life was getting what I wanted, a better paying job, a bigger apartment, engagements. It makes me want to throw my phone and scream until I don't have a voice. I don't have advice for either of you, because I have no fucking clue what I'm doing, but I just wanted to say thank you for talking about this weird-slash-awful place that so many of us are in. Thank you for your podcast and the window into your friendship. Thank you for sitting with me at the job I hate, and I hope to bring you with me to my next job. Lots of non-parasocial admiration and big ol' stank days ahead.
0: Ah. Aww listener, I hope you have a new job soon too. I think that this is a very familiar feeling for so many people. And even though I'm sorry that you're going through it, I'm glad that we can keep you company during it. Um, It's really hard out there right now. And I think more than anything, and again, don't want to go into it deeply because we've covered many, many episodes about this, but I do think that it's fucking hard right now. And it's okay to just allow it to be difficult and for a, little, for a minute and then pick yourself back up and go, go on back out there and keep trying. But I think that fallow period is really important. Like, you have to just be okay with, like, all right, this day is a bad day. And then move, move on.
1: Well, and I just personally want to say, you know, I had a bad year last year. Obviously, I've been on record saying that in multiple places. And I just really... I'm thankful for the support that people have shown me. Like, not just people that I know in real life, but like listeners and like people who just, you know, find me on the internet or whatever, or like read my Substack or whatever. I've just gotten a lot of like nice words from people because I think the the thing about going through hard times is that you you internalize it so much and you think it's your fault. Like everything that you're that you're experiencing is you. And to be reminded that, you know, you're a good person and that you're smart and you've got great qualities and stuff is important. I mean, I know it can, I don't know, I think people maybe hesitate uh, when saying things to people who are, like, having a bad time because they think it's, you know, they're gonna just give somebody a bunch of bullshit and it's not gonna mean anything, but honestly, it does mean something. It does, even if you think it's, like, not, helpful or if it's not, I don't know, like, um, the, something that somebody doesn't want to hear. They actually sometimes need to hear it. Like the simpleness of it sometimes is really effective. So,
0: um, thank you to everybody. Agree. 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 Well, our last email, the subject matter is fuck, Mary kill accent edition. Hello, Millie and Danielle, longtime listener, first time writer. I love everything about you guys in the show, as you keep me laughing during my boring drive to work each day. I just listened to the bonus episode, Dr. Moreau's Vacation Ready, where there was a lot of talk about accents, which has inspired two rounds of Fuck, Mary Kill, Accents Edition. Love the show and your friendship. Keep up the great work. Caitlin, who uses she, her pronouns. This is great. I love this. Do I
1: dare. Do I dare. Make you have to do an accent for each one of these rounds.
0: I, I can't. I ain't doing that. <laughs> I put myself on the line so much every week in this goddamn podcast. I ain't doing that shit. <laughs> I ain't getting a fat put on me. <laughs> <laughs> the Scottish people were like, do not let her enter the country. These are great yeah. rounds. These are great rounds. The first one is an international round. Fuck, okay. Mary kill. British accent, Australian accent, and Scottish accent.
1: Mm. Mm. Am I going first? Yeah, you are. All right. <laughs> fucking that fucking that Scottish accent big time. <laughs> Number one with a bullet. What a bunch of fun that would be. So oh, that's 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 definitely happening for the F. Uh marrying Australian accent. Okay. I know so many good Australian people. They're like my favorite people in the world. Um, and I want to be with them forever. So Aww. it goes without saying, I'm killing a British accent. And really, I'm just killing the British accent that I heard in The Crown.
0: <laughs> that's a highfalutin British accent. <laughs> yes.
1: So that type of like,
0: you know, royal oh,
1: British funny-duddy <laughs> accent, That that's... That's gotta go, but everybody else in England, like everybody in in Britain, like uh, like y'all's accents are great
0: that's Don't that's kill you. fair that is fair i um I am going to fuck the Australian accent mm. uh, I think Australian people are like you. I think they're the best um I've never met an Australian person I didn't like. I'm not saying that they're not out there, but I personally haven't experienced it, uh, mm. and I just think it's it's a very interesting and cool accent to have. Yeah. Um, I'm going to marry the Scottish accent. Oh. I did have a Scottish boyfriend once. Mm. Probably carried on for longer than it should have because of the accent.
1: Oh, definitely.
0: But it's a pretty hot accent. And it really varies. Like, you could have, like, a um, a kind of a, a Rory McCann, like, the guy who was Yarp in... Hot Fuzz, but if you watch his, his oeuvre, mm. he has a very thick but distinctive, I think pretty typical Scottish accent. Okay. Uh, or I have like a comedian like Kevin Bridges, who I have to put on subtitles for when I'm watching him on 8 Out of 10 Cats Does Countdown, because I genuinely can't understand what he's saying, but it's still very entertaining and yeah. lovely. Um, so yeah, I'll marry Scottish accent. Surprising everyone, I'm going to kill the British accent. Now, I'm going to have a caveat here. It's only because I have, I watch British TV constantly. It lulls me to sleep. It's an accent that I love, but I'm so familiar with that I feel like I've just got to, you know, give a little bit more credence to the other two. And I will also say, I'm always going to fuck or marry a Scouse accent. I love it. I know you guys make fun of it in your land, but I love a Scouse accent. Wait, what's a
1: Scouse accent? I'm
0: not doing it. I'll send you a link. (laughs) (laughs) What is it? Is it? It's... (laughs) I'll just, I'll send you a link. You just have okay. to hear it. Because <laughs> that is something that people also don't really, there are so many different types of British accent, depending on like what part of the country you're in. But Scouse is my fave. So I'll send okay. you a link for that one. Okay. The next round for accents is the U.S. round. Fuck, Mary kill. New Yorker accent, Southern accent, Californian accent. Mm. This is so easy for me. Okay. You want me to go first? What are you thinking? Do it. Fuck Southern accent, marry New York accent, kill Californian accent. No <laughs> explanation for any of them needed.
1: <laughs> well shit, mine is kind of similar, but just an inverse. I would fuck a New York accent, marry a Southern accent, kill a Californian accent. <laughs> the Californian accent is what? The red hot chili girl?
0: peppers? I think it's just Valley Girl or not even Valley Girl. I think the updated is like um, intense trailing off vocal fry. Like, well, yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> I think that's the accent in my head that I'm killing.
1: See, I, I just when I when I saw this email and I saw Californian accent, my mind just went to flee of the Red Hot Chili Peppers like kind of a like a Cali stoner you know punk kind of thing yeah
0: that too um, i'll do that i'll kill that
1: yeah or like um when you watch the decline of western civilization the first one mhm when you when you listen to the interviews of the punk kids and that i'm like that is that a california thing yeah i don't know to me yeah not not as alluring as the other two like no i and i've always wanted to to like settle down with like a su- a good old fashioned southern accent, like um, like a Danny McBride thing, like that's that's all I know in my life. So that's,
0: that's that's not hard to access for you. Yeah,
1: and then you know New York, spicy,
0: love it, <laughs> real
1: fun, spicy. <laughs> <laughs> You have a bit of it. You have a bit of it. I do? Yeah. certain Certain words for sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Really? Yeah.
0: I did not know this about myself. Because I think in New York, I think of like the New York City Bronx accent. Like thick.
1: Yeah. No, there are times when I listen back to our podcast when we're in the edit or something, and I'm like, oh, yeah, that's like a, that's a New York style. Really? You you definitely have a a little bit of an accent. Yeah,
0: for sure. You got got to point it out when I do it because i will just, do, I'll like do
1: a clip of it and I'll just, I'll text it to you and be like, this is where you sounded
0: <laughs> in New York. Put it in the edit notes. I would love it. Yeah, I think there was
1: this time where you said the word feral. Feral? Feral. You said feral? <laughs> and I don't know, like, I don't know what, what context it was in. The word was feral okay. or something, or maybe carol? Feral or carol? Carol. Could have said carol, but carol. I think feral... <laughs> So you said it, and then it just sounded very like Tony Soprano or something. I don't know what it was.
0: Carol is Farrell. <laughs> Tony Soprano. that is a that is because he's te- technically a New Jersey guy, but he does have a New York accent.
1: Oh, me. oh, so is there like a difference between a New Jersey and a New York?
0: Eh, Northern Jersey kind of gets blended in with New York. Okay. I think, but it's still very it's very similar. Minor differences to me to in my to my ear, but
1: uh is there a difference between a upstate and a New York City?
0: a hundred percent Really? a hundred percent because the Bronx Bronx is very thick and very like New York, and like it's very like the like what you're used to hearing, yeah, upstate is very um like certain words I hear it the way I hear it is like certain words get very heavily pronounced, but it's mostly a more even-toned, like an even-keeled approach to language with just a few punctuated words being very New York-y. Even if there are people who have never lived or set foot in New York City. It's just kind of a, a dialect that carries.
1: Okay, okay.
0: Very interesting. And upstate, like, or, I, I mean, like, north, very northern New York has a very distinctive, I think a very distinctive accent.
1: Is that more like Canadian or something? Or like, what's that one?
0: Yeah, it kind of bounces back and forth a little bit Canadian um, with like a, to me, like a longer vowel sound in some words. But I'm going to send you so many links. So many accent links.
1: I'm just bummed that you're not doing any of them.
0: I did the New Yorker accent a little bit. All right, I'll do do the U.S. round. I'm not going to offend our international friends, but I don't give a shit about offending Americans.
1: I want (laughs) to hear you do a Southern accent so bad. Let's fucking go.
0: All right, so you already know my 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 New Yorker accent is kind of like you know again like you gotta have some pizza, you gotta go down. To the... It's very typical, uh-huh. very typical. You know, easy to do a New Yorker accent, especially if look, my godmother is Puerto Rican. New York Puerto Rican is a whole different level. Yeah, I'm just gonna say, look up some clips. It's fucking great. Um, southern accent. Well, you can kind of go either way with a southern. <laughs> you can go like real gentle, like. Like porch sitting Southern. <laughs> but then when I'm like in Atlanta or something, it's just like just certain words where you're like, oh yeah, I was sitting on the sitting on the train talk, talking to Hacksaw Jim Duggan. It's just like <laughs> certain words. Jim Duggan. <laughs> you know? <laughs> but mostly I think a southern is like a real Gentile approach. <laughs> Like, like a like a Matthew McConaughey <laughs> sitting around in the in a pond fishing.
1: I know, I know. You didn't see Iron Claw. <laughs> Did you see Iron Claw? No, I, keep I haven't seen about, it yet. Girl, <laughs> why the fuck have we not gone together? Because it's about '80s wrestling. So I know. It just is like it, tr- I could literally go on about Iron Claw. I, I mean, it. It was first of all, it's a movie that was predestined for me to love.
0: Oh, my God. For so many reasons. I can't wait. If it's still playing, if it's still playing, I'm okay. hopping on a plane this weekend.
1: Yes, you have to see it. I mean, it, it's a true story. There, It's a very sad tale. But then there was just so many things about the movie that are just pure, like, himbo joy. <laughs> like, you're just like, it's kind of like, I don't think I've seen a straight guy movie as gazy as this one that's wonderful since like the like magic mike to be honest cuz it's like they're just i mean these gentlemen it's like zac efron uh jeremy allen white and then the, i just really literally just figured out it's the guy from triangle of sadness <gasps> who really? plays the other brother oh um, my god i know and i was just like and they're just like in their like tiny little shorts like, working out, grunting, working. I mean, it's, it's
0: insane. I can't wait. I cannot um,
1: wait. But, I, but here's the thing about that movie. So when I came out of it, because it takes place in Texas, and I was like, man, these guys cannot do a Texas accent to save their lives. I mean, fucking the bear, the bear was like, hey, pops, what's going on, pops? And I'm like, no, 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 you're in Texas, bro. Like you gotta, and then there would be a time where he would kind of, he would kind of oh do God. it, uh, but it, but it wasn't very consistent. And I, so I came out of the thing going, man, they're doing terrible southern accents. But then somebody that I know, like that reads my Substack, was like, I'm from Texas, and I thought they did a pretty good job.
0: <laughs> it could be regional. Regional <laughs> you know? dialects exist.
1: I was like, well, if you say so, you're from Texas. You're you from would Texas. know who am I but to then judge? Again, that Texas accent is also different from like a Georgia Southern accent or like a Alabama or Louisiana, certainly. So it's kind of that thing where, like, yeah, I don't know. I mean, well, I how, think like how, the New do, you, York how thing, do you like
0: how do you like my Southern accent? Is it on point? Is it a little too gnarly? It's. Is it too slow?
1: It's fine. <laughs> it kind of like it does. It kind of has a a little Texas in it. You know, like. I, 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 I think it should be lazier. That's the thing that Hollywood. Yeah. I don't think they get all the time. Is that it's usually lazier and yeah. like yeah, words are clipped. You know, it's not like, hey y'all, how's it going? Yeah. Y'all are doing great today. It's m- like. Hey, y'all, how's it going? Y'all doing great today? Like, it's a little bit (laughs) Different
0: inflections, yeah. Choppy.
1: It's less choppy, yeah. But you did great. You could be in a Coen Brothers movie, no problem.
0: I'd I'd happily take on the task of being in a (laughs) Coen Brothers movie. Now you gotta do a Californian accent. Try it. Oh, God. I always go to this one, where it's like... (laughs) Um, I got some moon juice. And this could be an LA specific thing, but like I got some moon juice and like <laughs> it was like warm and I wanted it to be cold. And I was just like, ugh. Like that's kind of what I think of when I think of a Californian accent now. When I was growing up, it was very like valley girl and like everything's gonna go up at the end. But like yeah. now, having lived in LA and experienced, it's just very like unimpressed by the world. Like, oh, yeah. Like I guess I it was cool. Like we went and hung out with Luke Wilson and his brothers. And <laughs> I guess it was fine. Like it was a good, it was a good time.
1: I saw Jeremy Allen White at Homestead getting <laughs> a breakfast taco. And it was so chill. You know who I think of? Really, is the prototype of that California accent? Is Sheena
0: Shea? Oh Lord, that's kind of no how more. I think. Absolutely. Know. So absolutely, a little. And she's
1: like California from birth, right? So yeah. She's from like she's a
0: va- she's a literal valley girl.
1: Yeah, that is that. that, that is kind of what I think. Besides, flee from a Chile. <laughs> <laughs> do, do flee. Do flee. God, I don't even know. No, I don't know. <laughs> that is so Southern. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's like, it, this is why I, California accent is so. Oh, Lord. It, it has to be cartoonish because I don't even know how to. I don't even know how to do it other than that.
0: It's just like very, very like unimpressed. Like everything's unimpressive.
1: Ugh. Yeah. Judgy. There's a lot of judgment. In I that. was at
0: Trader Joe's and they had like these like carb heavy wraps that they said were like eight grams of carbs, but they had like 12 grams of carbs. And I was like, oh, I wish I could afford Erewhon all the time because like I can't with this extra four <laughs> grams of carbs. <laughs> but I'm like a tr- I'm like an Erewhon person living in a Trader Joe's bank account and it's like Ugh. <laughs>
1: god this like them jeans i don't know if you guys know it, them jeans from the how long gone podcast <laughs> he made fun of me because i was saying erwan cuz that's that's like what how a southern person would say it erwan and he's like erwan
0: it's like nowhere backwards so is it Er-ry-wan? really Yeah, isn't it? I thought so. No, get the fuck out of here. Isn't Isn't it? Really? No, it's something backwards, right? Oh, you know what I'm thinking of? I'm thinking of You, the show You, when they made fun of everyone and they had (laughs) had the name backwards for Nirvana. (laughs) Ah,
1: ah, ah. It's an anagram for nowhere, Casey has just said. Thank you. Yeah, I thought it had something to do with that. Okay, it came from a novel written in 1872 about an imaginary place called Erwan. Oh my god! Yeah, it's made up. Yeah. The, the word is made up of the letters of the world nowhere. Okay, come on, y'all. What <laughs> <laughs> is that well, really? words from? This is where I bought Thanksgiving dinner for me and my dad that year. Yeah, I got sick. What the fuck? I didn't know that. And me, I was there. Oh yeah. You were there too. You were oh my God. No, it was Christmas. It was Christmas. I completely forgot you were at Christmas with me and my dad. I bought the screener for Vice and he couldn't have been happier. Oh my God. He's so impressed by screeners, by the way. (laughs) Like this is going to be some LA shit, but like I never get screeners ever. I'm not in any of the guilds. I'm not important (laughs) enough to get a fucking screener. And so my dad, when he came to L.A., he knew that Danielle was a writer and got screeners. And he, like, literally after you left, he was like, so how come you don't get screeners?
0: <laughs> they don't just hand them out to everyone who lives here.
1: <laughs> like, dad. Well, he's like, well, you work in the business, don't you? And I'm like, Jesus Christ. Like, oh, that's God. insane that you would read me to that level of filth. He Truly. was like, you don't get screeners? Like, what's your fucking problem? I don't nope. think you dad. made it.
0: If you're not paying dues for something, you're not getting screeners. I have to pay dues to get those things. Because that's the other thing. Everyone's like, oh my God, you get free movies? And I'm like, no, I have to pay my fucking dues every quarter to get those movies. <laughs> well, because I gotta be honest with you,
1: there are some real jagoffs that get screeners that yeah. I'm like, what? How did that happen?
0: Yeah, they pay in their dues for some kind of guild. That's how that happens. That pisses me off.
1: I was like, oh, I, that's okay. I just write and podcast about movies all the time. No problem there. I don't. I don't get just. I don't get a link. What a fucking episode! Thanks so everybody good. for sending us messages. As Daniel mentioned, if you have a foreign accent, you have to do a voicemail. You are not allowed to write. I'm kidding.
0: <laughs> I'm like don't put those words in my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> I if do you just are love from it.
1: anywhere but America, you have to do a voicemail. No, I'm kidding. Send everything, emails, whatnot, to I saw what you did, pot at gmail.com. Keep them on the short side as we've requested, please. Thank you so much. Also, we have a P.O. box if you want to send us handwritten letters. Um, and that's that.
0: And you, you can find that address on our Instagram account. We have a link tree. Uh, and you can find us on all our socials at I Saw Pod on Instagram, Blue Sky, and Twitter. And you can also now leave us a voicemail, as we said, to play on the show. Uh, all you have to do is record a voice memo on your phone and email it to I Saw What You Did Pod at gmail.com. Please make it 60 seconds or less and record in a quiet space. We're very serious about both of those.
1: Yeah. If you're on the street in New York, leaving us a voicemail, forget it. We're not taking it. If you're
0: 61 seconds, we ain't doing it.
1: (laughs) Also, we have merch. As we mentioned, the softest crewneck sweatshirt in the business. Go to
0: exactlyrightstore.com to find it. And we have bonus episodes like this one that drop on the main feed every third Thursday of the month. That's right. Danielle,
1: as always, a fucking pleasure doing this podcast with you. The best.
0: This has been an Exactly Right production, produced by Casey O'Brien, episode mixing and theme music by Tom Bryfogle, artwork by Garrett Ross. Our executive producers are Georgia Hardstart, Karen Kilgariff and Daniel Kramer. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at I saw pod and you can email us at I saw what you did pod at Gmail.